Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with MSW Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Sherry Jacobus. There's lots and lots to talk about. So before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener funded and woman run. Visit patreon.com slash start me up to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get a bonus What's Up episode every Tuesday. It's kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and I talk about whatever's on my mind. There's also an ad free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash start me up. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Sherry Jacobus. Welcome back to the show, Sherry. Hey, thank you for having me back on. It's good to talk to you again. Always good to talk to you. And okay, I mean, I want to talk about a little before we get into all the politics. I do want to talk about some fun things if there are such things happening. But I do have to address the fact that you just tweeted to everybody that you have now become a Democrat. And so I have to say... I always thought of you as a Democrat anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a former RNC spokeswoman. And I, I know. Campaigns and I worked for the Republican leadership. And I, yeah, but, other than that, but, as but I was a, always as one the, of those rhinos, you know. I, I worked know. for the rhino committee on Capitol Hill. We were, we were there to keep the nuts in, che- in, in, in check. But since, since at least 2016, the, the way you tweet and the way you communicate, you and I have communicated, you know, outside of podcasts, you sound like a Democrat. So um, now you are one. So welcome to the club. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I feel like I was married uh, to the Republican Party and then I got a divorce the day after Trump um, was nominated, the day after they nominated Trump. And then I've been dating the Democratic Party for the past seven years and I just the other day put a ring on it finally. So that's so awesome. <laughs> and and what was what was it because you were independent, right? So then what made yeah, you go? I was, from I was independent? an independent all these years. So what made you make that change? Well, you know, a lot of it was just, I just finally got around to it. I mean, I knew I was going to do it eventually. I just (laughs) just didn't do it. And um, I thought, yeah, I thought, you know, if I want to be active in the primaries, I better get this done. But for me, um, you know, the Republican Party that I knew is not coming back. Right. Um, I worked for Bob Michael, you know, where he would sit down with Tip O'Neill and the things that, you know, and, and back in those days, it was pre Twitter and social media. It was even pre cable mm-hmm. for the most part. And, um, 80% of voters were slightly right of center or slightly left of center. Mm-hmm. And when I first started working on Capitol Hill, Kimberly, I could have very easily have worked for my local Congresswoman who was a conservative Democrat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was, it, it didn't have, um, the meaning of being so partisan and divided that right. it does now. And right. I, and I blame media of for course, that quite yes. a lot, but, uh, so the, the party changed a lot mm-hmm. and, and every, everything changed after Trump, of course, first mm-hmm. of all, they're big spenders and wasteful spenders and they're corrupt. And I don't see anything more important than, than defeating Trumpism. We can defeat Trump, but defeating Trumpism mm-hmm. is going to take longer. And for the rest of my good years that I have left, um, I think that's what I like to be engaged in, cleaning things up. And right now, Democrats are our best hope for that. And um, and there's nothing more important than that. Yeah. Wow. All right. So we're, we put all that aside because I want to come back to a couple different things. But that was fascinating. But I just wanted to ask you, you know, I mean, as you you know how important it is, you're talking about it every damn day on Twitter how much we need to save democracy. So what is it, what are you doing to keep yourself occupied doing fun things outside of, of being upset with what's happening in the world of politics? <laughs> fun things. I know, I know. Uh, well, um, I, I spent a lot, I've just got my two year hit two year mark for remission, Yay! being in remission for cancer. That's so that's awesome. a big deal. Yes. So not as much uh, will be spent, much time will be spent on doctors right. and everything. I, you know, I see friends, I exercise, I run, I hike, um, I do those types of things. I, I am looking for clients and get my livelihood back, obviously. Mm-hmm. I have my podcast, which you've been on, Bob has been on, um, and do some writing. And um, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, just still trying to get my life back together yeah. uh, after Trump and the pandemic and cancer, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and, um, keeps me pretty busy. Yeah. Well, and I'm bummed because, you know, Bob and I had a trip planned to New York. Um, we have not gone on a vacation together as a couple with the exception of when we were living in California, we came out here 
to visit family, which, okay, if you want to call that a vacation, I'm not going to. But it's not a um, vacation, it's called <laughs> visiting family. <laughs> exactly. And so um, we haven't done anything. And I thought, I, you know, I had said to him earlier this year, because my sister got married, right? And when, and, and she got married in August. And I was, I was all about like, okay, as soon as the wedding is over, I'm going to be more lax with my masking and things like this. I've been so diligent about it. And anyway, of course, there's a spike, right? And then my, my parents get it. My, my father gets COVID. My stepmother gets COVID. And then my brother and my niece. Thankfully, they were able to go to the wedding. But it was like my plan, you know, I had said to Bob, like, let's go to New York for just to look at the leaves. You know, we were going to meet a couple people, have dinner. But now we've canceled it because it, there is an uptick and neither one of us want to even try. Plus, we have parents with immunocompromised stuff. So it's like we're just trying to be safe and it pisses me off because I, I would like to go do something. So I think what we're going to do instead is just like maybe take a day trip, go up to maybe Harper's Ferry, West Virginia, or, you know, he, he absolutely loves Gettysburg. So maybe just like a day trip and we'll go look at the leaves and at least there's, you know, pretty leaves around here. So. <laughs> well, Harper's, Harper's Ferry is, is wonderful. Yeah. And there's all kinds of restaurants up on the ridge yeah. looking where the two rivers come together right. and you can sit outside and have a craft beer and a sandwich and it's lovely. Yeah. Good hiking. So yeah, I more think, power to you on that. I think that's, and then I got new walking shoes and that's so important. So <laughs> I did. <laughs> Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna go back because you had said, um, you know, you're a Democrat now, and so I'm sure right. you get shit from people for because I just, I just have to rant for a minute about the scoldy progressives, and I'm gonna start with, for instance, in I don't remember the year, but I used to write for a public a publication called Liberals Unite, and the guy that I worked with wrote an article on a little girl who. And I know the correct term now is Roma, but I didn't know. And he wrote the article. But, um, and he, in the headline of the article, he referred to the, um, the little Roma girl as a gypsy. And, and it was a positive article. She had a very high IQ. And so it was just like this, it was, a, it was a very positive article about this little girl. And posted it on a liberal site. And oh my God, the anger because of the term gypsy, which neither one of us knew had at that point in our lives had not heard that it was a negative connotation as, you know, as far as um, it should be Roma and this and that. I mean, I just, I never thought of it in that way. I was a gypsy when I was a kid for Halloween. I just never thought of it that way. So then I learned, okay, that's not the appropriate way. And I know that some people can consider gypsies, um, you know, that they, they commit fraud and lie to you and blah, 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 blah. But that's not what he was thinking. And that's not what I was thinking. So anyway, they, he, he uh, changes the headline and the article gets reposted with not so much of an apology, but, you know, uh, just saying, you know, okay, we understand that that's not a term to use anymore. And they just wouldn't stop. It was like, they want your head on a platter. And I'm so yeah. tired of it because it's like when somebody, or like when Drew Barrymore said that she was going to, uh, you know, stop her stop her show after she got all kinds of shit from it people were still saying it's not good enough and it's like why you know democrats have a hard time attracting people sometimes because of this because of this it's not good enough your apology isn't good enough i need your head on a platter and so i want to go to cassidy hutchinson because with with her testimony and what she's doing right now i i don't really care um at this point what her beliefs are. I don't care. Um, you know, it's just like with you. You were a Republican. You said, I see something wrong and I'm going to speak out. Maybe you and I don't have the same ideas about things, but I think what you're doing is good. Right. And, and that's, and I mean, with you, you and I align obviously a lot more, but I look at Cassidy Hutchinson and I'm seeing people screaming about, she's still a Republican. It's like, yeah, she is. So she's, she's telling us things that we don't know and that we need yeah. to know. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, she's still a Republican. Um, I, I don't have a, a beef with her. I do have a problem with the cottage industry that's popped up with people who uh, leave the Trump administration or campaign or his orb, and all of a sudden they see the light and they instantly get TV gigs and book yeah, deals. I, know, um, I, I mean, she, she complied with a congressional subpoena, mm -hmm. and good for her. And and I, But I think we go a little bit too far in terms of, uh, lionizing these people who do the basics. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, it is a I cottage agree. industry. There are people out there now 
on TV, famous political experts who we never heard of before, but they had a job in the administration, mm -hmm. um, and then saw the light, mm -hmm. you know, when their opportunities ran out. Right. And I'm glad that they did and glad they left. But, you know, this this the era of Trump has gone on for so long that this very uncomfortable cottage industry has popped up mm -hmm. where um, it's almost like a formula now. Mm -hmm. uh, support Trump, break with Trump, then go on TV, get your book deal, get the book tour, become rich. And now all of a sudden you're on every panel as a political expert. To my way of thinking, you were if you're either too unethical to just be to just be dropping, you know, when it's convenient um, to, to say you saw the light. I don't believe it. They all knew what he was beforehand. Um, they were in it for themselves. And then they left when their opportunities ran out or when they could, knew that pivoting would get them what they really wanted. I don't, I mean, you know, my feeling mm -hmm. on some of these people, you know, I, I, I don't think that, that George Conway was, was so stupid that he didn't know what Trump was. Mm -hmm. He, he knew him, he knew him well. He and Kellyanne were simply following the Mercer money from Ted Cruz to, yeah. to Trump. Uh, and so, and I'm fine with them doing it and, and good for them, but to, to do it because of the reward, because now you get to be, you know, you get to have celebrity status and now you're looked at as an expert. I'm thinking if you were too stupid or too unethical to be with Trump for that long and then pivot, um, that's your business, but you shouldn't be passed off as an expert. You are not credible. Uh, you shouldn't be considered credible. Um, I, I love hearing, I love that, that seeing like the former federal prosecutors on, on TV. I think they are fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, the Glenn Kirshners and people mm -hmm. like that, they've been in it. They understand it. Mm -hmm. um, they give us credible analysis. Um, the rest of it, it's, it's like I said, the era of Trump has dragged on for so mm -hmm. long mm -hmm. that it's become a cottage industry with a really kind of cheesy, simple formula. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I look at her and, and in that one interview with Rachel, she said she sees herself as a Romney or Reagan Republican, which honestly, I don't think she really fully understands what that means. I think she understands the small C conservative version of it, but not the policy side and what what some of Reagan's policies you know, did to the country. And then I also when she said I adored Trump that I, I know her father is a MAGA. I don't know. I, I, so is I, mine. So what? Right. You know? But I mean, she's also, I, I think the difference between you two is your age because she started, like, <laughs> what fucking chief of staff to the chief of staff is a 22-year-old um, young woman fresh out of college? It's like, it mm -hmm. never happens. They, that's why they, they, I think the reason they wanted her around was because she was pretty and because she was absolutely agreeable and in that world anyway. And so... She was, she's, I mean, I think back to when I was even her age right now. I mean, while she appears well spoken and put together, she's so How fucking she young. Now? I think she's 26 or 27 now. And so yeah. she's very young. And when she started in all of this, she was incredibly young. I mean, she was barely out of, I mean, she was just out of college. So, you know, I mean, it's like, I, I, I can, you know, it'd be interesting to see where she goes. And I, I certainly don't want to punish her and I don't want to turn her into the big hero. I just think it's important that we have people who have been in the administration who know things to come out and talk. And I'm glad she's doing it. And everything you said, I agree with. I just, I feel like I don't understand. I truly don't understand how she could have adored Trump. It doesn't mean I hate well, her, and well, I don't just, think we should You said something her. before. You said, hey, come out and tell us what goes on in the administration. She had to. She was subpoenaed. That's true. <laughs> so I, I feel like I have to keep saying that. She she didn't. <laughs> right. She I didn't mean, offer she, it up. She's making the best of a, of a, of a situation. But, again, I, I think that it's the rest of us who go too far. And, and media, we go too mm -hmm. far lionizing these people. And um, if she were a 27-year-old guy, would we be, oh, so young? I mean, I, there's a little bit of show business going on here. Um, and I'm, and, and you know, we know it. And again, I'm not trying to slam her, but mm -hmm. but we are reporting people on pedestals uh, who who don't belong there, in yeah, my view. We do and that all the time. That invites <laughs> a little bit of raw analysis yeah. from those of us who kind of know how this works. Mm -hmm. um, you leave the administration, or you were a, a Trump supporter, and then you see the light. Um, you know, get to the back of the line and learn from the rest of us. I mean, right. it's just, yeah, it's just amazing to me how people who had, you know, even big jobs in the administration, all of a sudden they saw the light and, mm -hmm. oh, you know, now they need a book deal and mm -hmm. they need, and now they're experts on, they're political right. analysts and experts. And I'm thinking, well, if you were too stupid to see what he was, um, 
you know, for X number of years, not sure your political analysis is worth much, you know. Right. But again, totally- of course, they all knew it's all opportunistic stuff. They're, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. so they, they all knew. Yeah. So I'm being sarcastic when I say <laughs> they didn't know and they saw the light. They right. all of course knew. they all knew. And of course they all saw, they all heard him make the fucking pussy comment and they all saw him mocking a disabled journalist, which, you know yeah. I mean? Going back to those two things alone, talking about how all Mexicans were rapists and all and of that slamming stuff. Uh, John McCain's POW yes, status. Yes. He got captured. Yeah. Because if you are a Reagan or a, a Romney Republican, then that would have really upset you. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 I totally agree that we do lionize people. We shouldn't, we, we do it all the time. We do it on the left. We do it on the right. We do it all over the place. And that just seems to be human nature. And it's kind of frustrating. And, you know, as I said, whether or not it was, you know, that she had to do it, I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad the information is coming out because ultimately after, you know, 20 years, 40 years, 50 years, it's, it's really going to be, yes, there's going to be personalities that everybody talks about. We still talk about John Dean and all that. But um, it's just, it's, I, I think hopefully what it will be about is ending this Trumpism. Because it's fucking unbelievable. It's like you said, oh yeah. my God, it won't stop. <laughs> yeah. It needs to fucking um, stop. It's, it's, it has to be, it, the ending Trump is different than ending Trumpism. Yes. Because this era has lasted for so long. And, mm-hmm. and that's why, can I talk about no labels for a second? Of course. Um, I have I have one theory. I'm not sold on this. It's just one possibility that I'm thinking. Uh, I know Larry Hogan. I'm in our 30s. We were, we were we were close. I met him when he was running for, for Congress back then. And I don't believe that he would be involved in something that was truly to support Trump. Now I know the money and some of the people behind it seems like they're pro-Trump. But I I when I read uh, Larry's uh, USA Today piece um, a couple months ago, it was very carefully worded and parsed. And I have this theory that. They haven't committed to putting up a ticket. They haven't committed whether it's going to be a Republican at the top or a Democrat. Um, they have all these kind of conditions and caveats, which is really important. They put those in for a reason. And I'm thinking you've got Larry's good friend Chris Christie on the inside running for president, mm-hmm. uh, running for the Republican nomination. And I just think that there's a real possibility that what they're trying to do is be positioned and be organized with everything. So they had to launch early so that if Trump falls – and Trump is not the nominee for whatever reason, and then it would probably be DeSantis. Mm-hmm. A lot of Trump people stay home. Um, DeSantis isn't going to garner that much. Um, they not going to garner more support, I don't think. So I think that you've got these guys that are positioned to swoop in and at least take a chunk mm-hmm. of Republican voters away, not enough to win, but enough to make sure that mm-hmm. Biden wins and DeSantis you know, gets 38% or whatever. And that way, if you've got a a Hogan Mansion ticket, Mansion, nobody considers him a Democrat. Mm -hmm. Um, They've fulfilled their stated, you know, um, credentials on what they were, Mm -hmm. on what they're going to do. But I think it could be a play to just do what I said, which is get rid of Trumpism Mm -hmm. and kill that part of the party Mm -hmm. rather than letting a DeSantis be, take the entire Republican vote so it's just a possibility something to think that, about that you gotta really read larry hogan's usa yeah. today piece from what was it a month or two ago okay i will that's so interesting well then that brings me have you seen the latest in washington post from robert robert costas it's called drafting glenn youngkin for 2024 is no longer a fantasy that just came well, out well i they they should do it well, and here, okay, so this is, he says, um, some of the biggest Republican donors in the country will converge next month at the historic Cavalier Hotel in Virginia Beach for a two-day meeting rally uh, behind Glenn Youngkin. It's called the Red Vest Retweet, retweet <laughs> after his fleece. And um, here, let me get it. It says, unofficially, several donors tell me, which is Robert Costa, it will be an opportunity for them to try to push, if not shove, Yunkin into the Republican presidential race. So, yeah, I just want to get your opinion on that. What do you think of something like that? You know, I think it's excellent because um, even if they know that this cycle they can't win or probably maybe won't win, um, Mm -hmm. um, or if they do, it won't be as dangerous, but there's still Trumpism to kill. I think you've got some people who are interested in saving the Republican Party, understanding that it's going to take a number of years, mm-hmm. a number of cycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's how I, I, I look at, at that. Interesting. Interesting. Um, 
it's I guess it's possible he could win, but there's so I think it's I think we're at a point where there are some MAGA voters that if it's not Trump, they won't vote at all. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's going to make it harder for DeSantis or a Youngkin or, or mm-hmm. anybody. So, again, I think it's part of that same potential effort that I talked about with with no labels. What I'm thinking might be happening. I have no intel. I'm just right. what I do is I, I look I I look at the choreography, you yeah. know, and I try and, and that's that's what I'm looking at, trying to Absolutely. see what's behind it, because because these things are said and done for a reason. So the Yunkin push probably is along those same lines mm-hmm. that we're not going to just let this be Trump or mm-hmm. um, or even DeSantis, because mm-hmm. that's still Trumpism. I look at this as an effort to kill Trumpism. Yeah. But again, that could take a while. And I'm not interested in being a part of that, because too many of these people that would be a part of the new revised, re, re, you know, restored GOP. Uh, too many of them went along with Trump, mm-hmm. and um, I find that to be unforgivable. Well, what kind of worries me about something? I mean, with Yunkin, I remember Lauren Windsor, who was on my show not too long ago. She loves to go undercover in MAGA world and get everybody to admit everything because she's pretty and she can, you know, speak with the drawl. And then they, they just start telling her shit, and she gets it on record. So. <laughs> You know, she was talking to Yunkin, I believe it was in 2022, and she was she got him to admit that, you know, they're not going to say anything. Uh, they're not going to say the out loud stuff about abortion. You know, basically, OK, we'll do that when I'm elected. We're not going to say, you know, we're not going to campaign on that. And, and so obviously he comes across as the gentle sweater vest Republican of, of you know, of the olden days when it was just about spending and shit but he he truly is just as bad i mean he's not donald trump obviously but i mean he's got the trumpism thing going and so i I just feel like if they want to revamp the gop and what they choose to do is go to the version of the gop that led to this what we've got now what fucking difference does it make because it's going to lead to it again uh i think that they got to take it slower or it won't work yeah. Um, they almost have to go in stealth, um, like it's what possibly is happening with no labels. Although, uh, again, that's just one one theory I have. Yeah. It's not, I'm not sold on that um, in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, I remember back after, you know, I'd worked for Bob Michael. I was very much what we now call a rhino. Back then, was mainstream. And then when, re- when Republicans took over the Congress in the mid-90s and Newt was Speaker, and I was with the Rhino Committee, Education Workforce Committee. I was the communications director. And we actively um, were, were keeping the evangelical nutcases, the so-called family groups, at bay on crazy shit like um, <laughs> you know, eliminating the Department of Education. We placated them by coming up with a project where we would identify wasteful and duplicative programs, um, and you could save money. Um, but you can't have the word eliminate in education, those mm-hmm. words in the same sentence, and thinks it's going to work. And even Newt knew that. He had no intention of eliminating the Department of Education. Um, but I was th- thinking, why do these people have a seat at the table? Mm-hmm. Why am I over here in Dick Army's office sitting here with Ginny Thomas? First of all, why is Ginny Thomas working for the Republican leadership and whining all the time? Oh, they're after my husband. It's so rough. We all the press. I'm like, then don't do this. I mean, she's inviting it. <laughs> so if, at that time, it was just kind of an annoyance and a little bit uncomfortable that these people had a seat at the table that mm-hmm. hadn't before. Um, but they were part of the coalition. And part of the reason Republicans got the majority, I guess, hmm. you know, and, and back then you didn't focus on it a lot, but I was aware of it. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way. I was uh, aware of it. So um, the stuff that they say, they won't say out loud. I mean, it's, it still is, um, you know, a, a, a president uh, or and a presidential candidate is going to have to say it out loud. They can't hide. So Youngkin hmm. is kind of not being realistic on that front, but uh, um, no, really, I'm all for them running him mm-hmm. up the flagpole because I think that's how you kill Trumpism. Yeah, and I, I can see that. I can absolutely see that because there I know there are lots of Republicans out there who don't like Trump and they don't want to vote for him and they'd, they'd love to vote for someone like Youngkin. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how they would feel but about... But they aren't going to vote. They're, not, they're never going to vote Democrat, so no. you have to give them an option right. and that's where I think the no-labels scheme could... Work. Right. Now, did you watch the GOP debate last night? I can't. I, I know I couldn't either. <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm sorry. And the Vivek. Um, I mean, oh I my saw God. the clips and everything. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I mean, Chris Christie, I love how he's taken on Trump. Um, he's trying yeah. to clean up um, his sins from the past and more right. power to him on that front. But um, 
you know, I love what he's doing, but I also know what he did before mm -hmm. um, this in Trump's butt. And I just, you know, there's no excuse for that. Um, so, but I'm glad he's doing what he's doing in terms of a redemption tour and doing something good for his country. Great. Well, and uh, I feel I the same way. Him, but that doesn't mean I want him to be president, if that makes any sense. Well, see, I see him very similarly to Cassidy Hutchinson in that he knew what Trump was doing. He voted with him. He was aligning with him. And now that he sees an opportunity for himself to become president, he's going to go after him. And, and just like I feel with Cassidy, I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad that he's doing it. And it's kind of funny to watch him go after Trump. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I don't have respect for him because I don't feel that what he's doing is genuine. I just don't believe him. I, I mean, I believe that, you know, I mean, George Conway, just like, you know, I'm not his fan either. Um, he just he holds up his finger and which way is the wind blowing? Yeah. That's the way I'm going to go. And kind of that's how I see Chris Christie. Well, he, he actually, he was up, he went for, to be, um, he wanted to be Trump's solicitor general. Yeah. He would be arguing Trump cases in front of the Supreme court. Right. Um, he didn't get the job. He was apparently one of the finalists. Well, word got out that he was up for it and didn't get it. So now he's up for, they was up for a second job and was a finalist, but it was not locked in. And then word got out before mm -hmm. it was finalized. So that's why he pulled out and, and, and cause he had nowhere else to go. He mm -hmm. wasn't going to risk being embarrassed twice. Mm -hmm. uh, so he became never Trump and decided to work. I think to, uh, the federal judiciary showed up at our big secret, never Trump meetings in DC. Yes, we had them high profile, never Trumpers way back then <laughs> he shows up and it just happened to be a few weeks before justice Kennedy announced his retirement and George's good friend, Brett Kavanaugh was nominated. Mm -hmm. And what, what they needed was prominent never Trumpers to back Kavanaugh to make sure mm -hmm. that it was safe for Susan Collins, you know, mm -hmm. and, and others like her to, to go to, to support him. Yeah. And it worked. No fewer than right. three prominent Republicans in that room that had columns um, wrote them in favor of Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. So it worked. And I also wow. knew that he wouldn't get to the back of the line and just join us. I knew that he would put himself out there to be famous. I mean, he operated in obscurity for decades. Right. And then all of a sudden he steps exactly. forward into the spotlight and, you know, kind of banked on his wife's, uh, then wife's mm -hmm. celebrity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, <laughs> I've been in this business too long. <laughs> I guess I can see all this stuff that is happening. So, yeah. And everybody just buys into it you know yeah. and like but his tweets are so clever and then when i say stuff about it i'm the i'm the bad guy i know so well, that's always how it it's, is it's all showbiz isn't it yeah i mean he's got he's got the and you know he's on chris hayes every other fucking night and yeah. it, dri it drives me nuts because you know he's I, not a former federal prosecutor and he's right. never worked in politics he's never worked on capitol he's never worked in the administration um he's a rich corporate lawyer mm -hmm. he used to make two million dollars a year mm -hmm. um so he doesn't really and he never taught this anything like lawrence tribe i mean he's not a professor there's mm -hmm. there's literally no reason why he would have been put in front of the line uh to be on TV like this as an expert above the people who have actually mm -hmm. practiced that kind of law and really become experts and worked in that um, other than the fact that, you know, he exploited um, the fact that he was married to Kellyanne. If, if he weren't married to Kellyanne, no one would know no his name would, and he would not no be on TV. No one would have cared. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm not saying this is like a personal hit. I'm just stating it as it is, mm -hmm. you know, because we're also gullible. We talk about MAGA being gullible. Well, guess what? People mm -hmm. on the other side are yes, too. Yes, of course they are. Of course they are. I mean, I, I sometimes I can't really talk about it because I see certain things and it's like, you know, because you know people and you, you just can't say whatever, but it's like, oh my God, I see it all the time. And I see yeah. liberals doing it and liberals want to always believe that they don't fall for shit. And it's like, yes, I fell for shit. You know, I fell yeah. for some of the shit that was happening in 2016. I didn't go all the way in. I didn't become like, you know, anti Hillary Clinton or anything like that. But I bought, I'm not a stupid person and I'm, I'm not overly gullible. I do have a tendency to take people at their word but when it comes to politics I'm not like that you know I mean I think I have some savvy but I got sucked in so you you can be an intelligent person and still get sucked into things especially when it's feeding what you already want to believe and so yes. um you know I wish more people would be aware of that because it's not it's not always so easy to admit about yourself, but it's not shameful because we're all human. And, you know, we well, all... and it doesn't have to be black or white. You know, right. like the Cassidy Hutchins situation. Well, at least she came forward. Well, no, she answered. She complied with the congressional subpoena. You, she could be, you know, referred to DOJ for indictment had she not. Right. <laughs> I mean, and it doesn't matter that she's a nice girl and 
isn't she yeah. pretty? I mean, that's, yeah, that <laughs> exactly. doesn't matter. Um, so yes, okay, this one uh, decided to comply with the subpoena. Um, and maybe didn't have the resources to hang in there in the backing that, you know, like a Jim Jordan who mm-hmm. did, uh, did not comply. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's pretty much it. And we got valuable information, which um, basically should tell us how important it is to comply with mm-hmm. a congressional subpoena. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's, that's it. And, um, and now she's got a book deal. So it's just I like, know, okay. I know. So, um, so, so and that's us. Out. That's on us and media because mm-hmm. media pushes that out to us and we just gobble it up like like it's you know teen beat magazine or something (laughs) okay we have to take a quick break and we'll be back after this message hey this is kimberly the host of the show you're listening to right now it would be awesome if you decided to become a patron of start me up just go to patreon.com slash start me up take a look at the different tiers and if you like the show it's a great way to support it thanks so much Spark your creativity with The Sims. Sometimes you might feel like you're not creative and you have to go in search of your creative spark again. Maybe this is catching up with creative friends, experimenting with a new look, or trying out a new recipe. And thanks to The Sims, inspiration is just one game and one spark away. Ready to spark something? Download The Sims 4 and play for free. All right, so now what I want to do, okay, I want to read a couple of tweets, and I can't read all of them, um, okay, or all of it, because it's a bunch, but now I, I saw this on your feed, so I, is his name, is it Michael or Mickel? Do you know, Jolette? Is it Mickel or Michael? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Let's no. just call him Michael, because I would feel weird if I call him the wrong name. Anyway, he tweeted, the media simply can't handle this moment in American history, Here's the only story that matters. The Republican frontrunner for president is a criminal fascist who wants to end democracy and the rule of law. That's it. Stop treating this like a normal election. And then Sarah Kenzior comes on and says the media know this. They lived through it. There are no hypotheticals. They know what a Trump presidency is like. They've long known he's a career criminal and aspiring autocrat. They don't criticize his campaign because they are part of the campaign. Campaign. And then uh, Michael says, yeah, it's as simple as we view our job as farming for clicks and viewers. And if the destruction of the Republic is the side effect, so be it. So Sarah says, and this is what I want to highlight. Sarah says, true to an extent, they want money and they don't care what happens to the country, but exposés on crimes sell better than cover-ups. And Trump is a windfall. Mafia activity, mafia activity, espionage, sex crimes, treason, etc. The refusal to dig up deep, uh, to dig deep goes against their own profit margin. So this is what concerns me about the media because it's like, and I've been saying this just to family and friends, it's like, oh my God, if just reporting on the truth is way more explosive, it's way more interesting um, than catering to the autocracy, yet they still cater to the autocracy. And it's freaking me out because I feel like- You know why they do it? Because they want to keep this going. The media wants Trump as the nominee. A lot of people, you know, made a lot of money, quote, fighting Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, they made their fame and fortune that way, and they want to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, and I, the media is the same. And I, I remember saying this, um, and Trump and and my and Rush Limbaugh attacked me back in. Gosh, it was like towards the end of 2015. I was on CNN, and I said, "Look, the reason that all these people in the right wing media sphere are pushing for Trump when we have a 15 way primary because it was it was inexplicable mm-hmm. is because they think Trump is the nominee ensures." a Hillary victory. And a lot of these people made their fame and fortune the first time there was a Clinton in the White House and they wanted again, mm-hmm. slamming Bill Clinton. They all want, you know, the Sean Hannity, all those guys, they wanted Hillary in the White House. Mm-hmm. Well, they found a way to, you know, make money and get their clicks and ratings, and everything off Trump. But they were pushing for Trump as the nominee, not because they wanted him to be president, mm-hmm. but because they thought if Trump is the GOP nominee, that makes sure that Hillary's in the White House and they all make money, you know, slamming mm-hmm. her and getting their book deals and everything. Um, we have a little bit of that with people who are allegedly on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want DeSantis. They desperately wanted Trump because Trump is how they make their money. Um, so, you know, we see a lot of that, but this is what the media is doing. So they're pushing the autocracy to keep this alive. They're not reporting on Biden's achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think is the really big story, and I've, and I've tweeted this a couple of times, this notion, this, it, 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 when you're a political strategist, when you, you do this for a living, when, when you know, it, like you don't get paid unless you put this together and you have to be smart at it, uh, but at, you, you're looking at why is this thing happening? And you sort of strategize backwards. You connect the dots backwards. Why on earth would anybody be slamming 
uh, Joe Biden's age when he's in fantastic shape. Uh, and it also you know, highlights all his experience and achievements. Mm-hmm. He started out as the youngest senator. He's been middle-aged. He served as, as the vice president to a young, black, uh, less experienced than him uh, president. I mean, he's run the gamut. Mm-hmm. So uh, he also, next to Trump, who's just a few couple years younger than him, Biden looks 20 years younger. Mm-hmm. Trump is in horrible physical shape. <laughs> looks like he's going to keel over of a massive coronary any time or a stroke. Uh, and, and Biden's in great shape. So what would be the thinking behind this? Mm-hmm. Well, here's what it is. By pushing Biden's age, even though in a head-to-head it makes no sense because he beats right. They, right. they are it, – it is a dog whistle of racism and sexism against Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Yep. Biden is so old, he's going to mm-hmm. die, and then you're going to have Kamala oh, Harris, woman, yeah. a woman of color as president. Right. That's what all of this is about. Mm-hmm. And I wish the media would start calling them out on it. I know. I know. And that's Biden's absolutely Biden's age true, is not yes. about Biden's age. Biden's age is about Kamala Harris. It is a racist, sexist dog whistle, full stop. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And it's just so pathetic and it's upsetting because, you are you know, we did go through four years of hell and then we got this great president, somebody who I can say for myself, I didn't think he would be such a good president. I'm impressed with him. I don't think he's perfect, but I think he's a good president and I think he's a good man. And watching how the media is handling this is just so upsetting because it's like, okay, not only are we against, you know, mega cult, we are against the media. And, and the only saving grace in my opinion on this is that, First of all, Gen Z is not having any of it. They're not watching cable news. Not many people are watching cable news to get their news. So I, I don't mean, watch it anymore. I have a real hard time with it. Yeah, I, I don't really. I mean, I have it on sometimes at night, but the sound is down and I'm usually working. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I have it on just to kind of glance up and see what's going on. But yeah, I mean, it, it's bothering me. And I, I like Lawrence O'Donnell and I like like I, I trust him. And I, you know, I trust a couple of those anchors, but I don't trust all of them. And I, I feel like it's upsetting to, to see just everything that you just said playing out. But yeah. here we are. And um, and we got to go through well, it. Well, remember, and, and remember what uh, Les Mouves, who ran uh, CBS, and uh, he was still there 2015, 2016, before the Me Too right. movement took him down. He said, hey. Uh, Trump might be bad for the country, but he's great for ratings. Yep, there you uh, go. That still, that still goes. Yeah, that still goes. And he's great for certain cer- super PACs again, mm-hmm. uh, who went real hard against DeSantis, which was kind of interesting. Uh, oh, DeSantis would be more dangerous. Well, DeSantis is not easier to, is is not harder to beat than Trump. Uh, DeSantis is is Scott Walker without the personality, <laughs> like Jeb without the exclamation point, you know. Um, and so that was a little bit confusing. But oh, these people that we've been listening to all these years and writing checks to—they're telling us, oh, he's so dangerous—and mm-hmm. and put a lot of effort into getting rid of DeSantis because a lot of these people pretending to be on our side, they too are about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. They may have started out some of them being legit, never Trump. But again, a lot of money was made, mm-hmm. a lot of gener- generational wealth was mm-hmm. made um, by fighting Trump, and they wanted it again. Um, there's nothing that complicated about this. We saw it in 2015, uh, 2016, like like I just said, and when I said it on TV, oh, Rush Limbaugh came out, came after me, and he and I had been friendly. Uh, so it's the same thing, and mm-hmm. we fall for it every time. And if you're outspoken about it, as I am, oh, you get slammed by your mm-hmm. own side because people don't want to be told that they are being as gullible exactly. as the other people on the other side that they think are gullible. Yeah, I know. It's I've, just the flip side of the same coin. Yeah, I've run into that. I mean, I got into it. I won't say who, but I got into it with somebody prominent who I, you know, I said that it's not, it's easy sometimes for people to fall um, for disinformation and what, what was propaganda, just straight up propaganda. And yeah. he, he argued with me and he says, no, intelligent people don't. And I said, that's not true. It isn't fucking true. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It's because I'm going to go with McKay. I always bring this up, but McKay Coppins did this whole dive into MAGA world where he was on social media and he only like he started a Facebook page and only liked MAGA shit. And then was, of course, being suggested. He everything that was suggested to him, he would like it. And he said, I understood reality, yet I was being sucked in and I started questioning what I knew was true. And he's obviously intelligent. And that that there's that movie, the brainwashing of my dad. The dude uh-huh. was a liberal guy first, 
And, you know, and then he started listening to Rush Limbaugh and it was the talk radio and it's that very intimate setting of you and the talk radio host in your car or something. And it, it just feels like it's the two of you. And it's possible if you just keep hearing things over and over again. And then it's also how it's presented. And, you know, if, if you are pissed off about something in your own life and you can't really voice it, like, for instance, I know somebody who's not so happy with her life and, you know, she's a MAGA and instead of facing her own, you know, choices and things that she did in her life to get her to where she is now, she's just choosing to hate on the liberals. So she's, she's blaming liberals basically for the choices that she made without even really realizing it. It's just, it's just unbelievable. But yeah, it's, it's, I just want to reiterate that no matter the the sad reality is that whichever side um, gives media the best ratings uh, is is going to, you know, get, get the get attention. attention. And yeah. you heard me say ad nauseum, and I've been fighting this for several years, that the hard negative ads, or I should call them videos because ads are 30 seconds or, or a minute. Um, videos you see on Twitter ain't running on TV, no, no. matter what anybody's telling you. But the, the hard-hitting um, ads and videos uh, that get the base riled up and opening their wallets, they don't work on persuadable voters. Right. They just don't. No, they don't. Uh, persuadable voters would be people who are um, – Trump voters, but not necessarily the cult. They mm-hmm. simply don't know anybody. The whole genesis mm-hmm. behind America Reads a Mueller report that I did were reaching people who don't know that Bill Barr lied to them because they only watch Fox News. Mm-hmm. They don't know any better. You present, you find another way to reach them mm-hmm. um, and, and present them with the information. No political commentary. You don't mm-hmm. get them get in their face and call them names. It's just you present them with the truth, and you're and you're going to get enough of them. Yeah. Um, close elections are won or, lo- or lost in those yes. margins, and yeah. I think that's what uh, the court, the the televised trial of Trump will do for mm-hmm. Fulton County. I think that will pull a few people, mm-hmm. not a lot, but some, and that's how you win elections. Those are your persuadable voters, right. yes. and if you're not reaching out to them, and by the way, it's boring to reach out to them. They're not on Twitter. You're not going to get the pats on the back. Right. And, you know, it's not going to get you an MSNBC gig, but it is how you you win elections. Um, And so a a lot of people who think they're politically active and politically knowledgeable are being fed, you know, a bucket of (laughs) hoo-ha when they're told about this stuff. You want to jump the base, fine, do the hard negative. Um, um, And you can still be negative and give hard truths, but Mm -hmm. you have to give it in a different way. Yeah. Um, and people who really work in politics understand this. And I see a lot of people pushing forth a different truth, even though I know they know better, mm-hmm. but they make a living this way. So, of course. Yeah. um, I'm, I, 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 I'm a little bit afraid of, of that, um, too many who think they're fighting MAGA, um, are doing it in a way that could backfire. I recently had a conversation with an, an elderly woman, um, who watches only Fox, and I brought up the Dominion lawsuit. She had no idea what I was talking about. She'd never heard of it. Wow. So it's not that she was defending it. She right. simply didn't know about it. Yeah. And that was a real clue, and it just yeah. reinforced what I'm telling you. You have to reach people with the information. Mm-hmm. You know, that I don't, re- know, that I don't re- know if Democrats are doing that. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I do know this. I will say this. Uh, Joe Biden and the Biden administration is investing $25 million right now into swing states with advertising now i don't know what they're doing with that advertising i haven't seen it but at least they're making that effort where they didn't yes. in the past and i'm i'm really happy to see it but i just want to say real quickly before we end it kind of reminds me my mom was in line the other day at the grocery store and you know started chatting with some woman and they were both masked and they were talking about covid and my mother was saying to her she's like you know look i'm not afraid of catching covid in that initial when you're initially sick what scares me is long covid and you know what could happen possibly to your organs in 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 many years as a result and this woman looked at her and had no idea what long covid was and so you know we're dealing with all these people that are not paying attention and they don't understand because it's like yeah catching covid i'm not afraid of getting the initial sickness it i'm vaccinated i'm gonna be fine it's like am i gonna get long covid though i will i will say this and this is hopeful scientists have discovered that there is a difference in the blood of the people who get long covid and it has something to do with cortisol i think that they're low on cortisol so the scientists are saying right now well we're not convinced that you know pumping people up with cortisol is the answer because it's hormone um but they have figured out that at least a number They're one, connecting it's real. The dots. yes, it's real. Yeah. And okay, there's a little difference here. So I don't know how long it's going to take 
for them to figure it out and maybe get to a point where we know how we could avoid long COVID. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, is people just don't know. And then when they find out, it's like you said, it's not a partisan thing. It's just like, oh, I didn't know that. And now I have well, more Well, I wish that we were talking about this um, on, on the networks. Um, yeah, and even the political shows, because it should be in our politics and mm-hmm. part of our national conversation, instead of if, if um, you know, Cassidy Hutchinson really dated Matt Gates or not. Right. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know. know. Ew. <laughs> Don't even and it like should be something, and maybe they talked about this at the GOP debate, I doubt it, but it should be <laughs> talked about in the debate. You know, should there be more resources put into looking at long COVID? Because right. um, even if we get through this, it looks like COVID is still around, but the mm-hmm. next phase of this um, that needs to happen is looking at long COVID because we don't know what the impact of long COVID is going to be over the course of the next generation. Exactly. These are big issues. They are big and they're scary because they're in households where if somebody goes down, if you live alone or, you know, if, if your spouse is the primary uh, moneymaker or whatever and your spouse gets it, you know, you're fucked. And, yeah. and so it's like, it's, it's really scary. I mean, I look at Bob and me and I feel like, all right, well, you know, we, we have to stay healthy. <laughs> we just have to. Well, and I'm immune compromised from, uh, from right. chemo. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Although my last blood test a couple of weeks ago, I was right at the very bottom of normal. And oh, I've only gotten good. in the normal range once since treatment. So wow. this was a big deal. Yeah. Um, that I got, so good to you know, hear. that I got to that point. So, I mean, I feel yeah. fine and everything. It has nothing to do with how you feel. It's, right. you know, your bone marrow and that, that type yeah. of thing. Um, but it's something that I'll be working on, you know, yeah. my, my entire life. Um, so I don't need long COVID. I don't need COVID. No, 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 no. <laughs> <I don't laughs> and it's very good to I've, hear I've this I've had news. my share of, the, of it all, of, the, of the, the illness. Yes, and it's very good because I do remember back in 2020, our private phone call. And it was very upsetting for you. Obviously, it was upsetting for you, but it was upsetting for me because you you never want to have to hear that about anybody. And um, I'm just grateful to hear you. It was 2021. Oh, 2021. Okay, 2021. Yeah, I mean, I think I knew in 2020 something was wrong. We were in the pandemic and early to, I mean, I couldn't get in to see doctors, so it took a year to get diagnosed. Wow, 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 wow. Well, I mean, I'm so grateful that it's just come to this and not gone in the other direction and it's, it's yes, good I'll to be have going for here. a jog later. I mean, that's where I am Yay, now. So. That's awesome. I jog, I hike, <laughs> <laughs> I bike. Yeah, I feel fine. Um, and sometimes it takes getting sick to get healthy. So now I yeah. eat better and, you know. Right. So awesome. I get my five a day, which before I didn't always. <laughs> getting five fruits and vegetable servings a day is hard. Yeah, I know. It truly is. But, um, well, on, I've just lost probably about 15 pounds i'd like to lose about 10 wow more. yeah it's been a struggle and y- you know that uh i've bitched to you privately about my weight so um you know but it's you gonna know, people who see deal. you and they see how gorgeous you are they're thinking kimberly we really don't but this. i but <laughs> i did like the quintessential but, you know gorgeous woman that everybody else would like to look like so this this you might not get as much sympathy here as well, you I'm, no i'm not <laughs> looking for sympathy but the but it was frustrating to me because the weight that i gained it was a combination of just getting older and then my body changing and then you know adding hormones into the mix i probably put on 30 pounds and it was fucking devastating you know it's like oh my god and i couldn't lose it it was it's one thing when you just eat too much and then you're like okay i ate too much and i gotta lose the weight that was not what was happening to me and then when i went to try to lose the weight it just wouldn't come off and i'd gain more weight and so then it was funny because then my sister wants me to be in her wedding and i'm like oh fuck and so you know it's like i have to and 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 i you know i was fine until we went to david's bridal and i lost my mind because there weren't a lot first of all it was going bankrupt or something like right when she decides to get married david's david's bridal is going bankrupt and so i was i was sitting there i remember i got dressed and thought oh i lost a little weight and i was feeling okay about myself and so I go down to David's bridal and they give us the uh, catalog and they're like, okay, look through the catalog and see if there's anything you like. And I'm looking through and I'm like, oh shit, there's no, I'm, there's nothing, there's nothing for me here. And so I tried on a few dresses and it was like, oh my God, oh my God. And you know, I mean, I'm six foot tall, which sounds really great, but when you're six foot tall and you have big bones and you've gained a lot of weight, I mean, you certainly... It's not fun. I'll just say that. And so well, you know. I'm I'm shorter. I've shrunk so I'm just under five foot three. So I gain weight really easily. Yeah. But I can lose it a little easier. Now being a little older, I can't lose it as quickly as I 
used to. Um, and, and also, but here's, here's the thing. I also know that I used to work out, I mean, I exercise now, but I used to like work out, mm-hmm. sweat, active sports, stuff I love doing just for fun. Mm-hmm. And I have to kind of get back into that. I'm a runner, mm-hmm. not a big, huge runner, but running is a big deal. Yeah. Walking is nice. Walking is exercise. Walking is not a workout. Mm-hmm. And so I think as we get older, we just, you know, our habits change and that has yeah. a lot to well, do with it. Well, and I had to do it. Like I had, That's my I... story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Well, I did strength training and I've cut out, you know, I've cut out all the sugar, not that I had much, but I cut out all of it. And then, you know, I eat more protein and that's basically the gist. So um, that's what helped me do it when I couldn't figure it out before. But it was it was definitely not fun. But I'm grateful now. I I, like I said, I'd still like to lose maybe seven to ten more pounds. But right now I, I feel okay. You know, I'm like, all right, I feel more like me. I feel more comfortable in my body. So anyway. Yeah. Same here. I got a couple more I'd like to lose, but I've I've kinda I've kinda gotten most of it yeah. at a point I mean, where I, I feel out. it's it's smoothed out a little bit. Right. So. And I'm not thirty five anymore. I don't care. I don't have to look thirty five. So just as long as, you know, you feel good about the skin you're in, that's what's important to me. And so, you know, I'm I'm getting there. But like I said, I just you know, I'm I'm grateful to hear you. I know you're still kind of like working it out and everything, but just that fact that you're here and that you're healthy and, and that you're doing pretty well, I'm just grateful to hear it. So, well, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for your help and you and you and Joe Walsh doing the GoFundMe, which made a, a huge difference in yeah. terms of peace of mind while I was recovering. Cause you don't just go through treatment. Right. Um, you have treatment, which can be rough. And then right after that, it's really rough. But then, I mean, you got a good year plus where right. this where you're healing and you know like radiation is still working so it's 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 a process and um yeah. and it can be rough so for you guys and everybody who supported me very much appreciated well of course saved my life of literally. course <laughs> <laughs> well before i let you go tell everyone where to find you everybody find me on twitter still at sherry jacobus <laughs> and on threads at sherry jacobus one and check out my podcast on Patreon, please. Politics with Sherry Jacobus. Appreciate um, your your support on that. And I've got a website, SherryJacobus.com. And that's pretty much it these days. <laughs> well, and I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y on the stupid um, X site. Although my pinned X tweet or whatever you want to call it, it's got all my other socials on it. So just go there if you want to find me. And Sherry, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Take care.